Hey there, it's Neil Dandy from the Dandy Funhouse, and in this episode, I'm going to give you my full review of the newly reissued Evil Knievel Stunt Cycle by California Creations. Let's go. When I was a kid, all I ever wanted to be was Evil Knievel. a kid, all I ever wanted to be was Evil Knievel. <laughs> Where am I? You just entered the Dandy Funhouse. Hello and welcome to the Dandy Funhouse, the home of your favorite frivolities. Neil Dandy here, and today I want to tell you about a real-life superhero that performed superhuman feats in the 70s. Today, it's almost unimaginable that many people don't even know who he was, but back when I was a kid, Evil Knievel was everywhere. He was a motorcycle daredevil who performed such amazing stunts as jumping over the fountains at Caesar's Palace in Vegas jumping like a gajillion school buses and things like that. And as spectacular as his stunts were, even more spectacular were his crashes. This guy broke almost every bone in his body and not only lived to tell about it, but kept coming back for more with bigger and more amazing stunts, most notoriously shooting himself in a rocket over a canyon, which, by the way, failed miserably and he crashed down into the canyon and... Well, he lived. <laughs> Go figure. Okay, what does all this have to do with what we talk about here, which is amusements, toys, games, and frivolities? I'm glad you asked. See, in addition to being a guy apparently bent on killing himself for the pleasure of others, he also marketed and merchandised himself like a madman. In the 70s, Evil Knievel toys, they were everywhere. Kids played with uh, Knievel cars that would fly apart when you crashed them, little toy ones. Evil Knievel rockets, you could pretend to crash into canyons. Evil Knievel bicycles, which we would all ride and hurt ourselves jumping over home homemade ramps with. Action figures, toy camper vans, and most everything else you could think of. And when I say this guy was everywhere, I mean he was everywhere. But the Evil Knievel toy that started it all was the stunt cycle. This wasn't just some little toy motorcycle you pushed around on the floor with your hand while making <laughs> sounds. No, 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 no. This thing, you put the action figure on top of the bike, then you put the whole thing into this contraption called an energizer, which you cranked a gear wheel by hand as fast as you could. And when you stop cranking, buzz, the bike with evil on top would take off like a bat out of Hades to terrorize your dog, your sister, jump ramps, do flips, loop-de-loops. I mean, this thing was cool, and every kid had to have one. That was every kid except me. See, my mom. She was very protective of me back then and was real worried that if I got this toy, it might inspire me to want to ride motorcycles and... 
Well, she actually wanted me to live long enough to give her grandchildren. Go figure. So uh, instead, I got the Evil Knievel crash car, which you're supposed to intentionally crash into walls and other toy vehicles so you can watch it fly apart and kill Evil Knievel inside of it. Well, apparently her strategy might have had some merit because to this day, I do not ride motorcycles, but I do drive about 50,000 miles per year doing all the silly antics that I do, and she does indeed have grandchildren. Nicely played, Mom. So, once again, what happened to all those kids who had all those toys? I'm glad you asked. There are many groups on the internet of old, fat, bald guys who spend their time collecting and showing off their Evil Knievel toy collections to the world. Now, I'm not sure who actually needs 25 different variants of a toy motorcycle or an Evil Knievel toothbrush still in its original packaging, but those guys are out there in force, barely pulling their reissued Evil Knievel hoodies over their bellies and setting the interwebs on fire. Enter the beauty of American capitalism. Seeing this passion in the marketplace for all things Knievel amongst the midlife crisis set is a company that goes by the name of California Creations, and they've acquired the permissions to lovingly manufacture a reissue of the infamous Evil Knievel stunt cycle, and I've got one brand new in the box right here in my hands. <laughs> now, what makes this even sweeter? And you're going to love this. This was given to me as a Christmas gift by mom. That's right, my own sweet mother. I guess now that she's got her grandchildren, I've served my purpose. <laughs> and I can go ahead and get inspired to ride motorcycles. I'm on to you, mom. And with that, what do you say? We ditch the glitz and glamour of the Dandy Funhouse Studios, head over to the kitchen table, do a proper unboxing, and then we're going to take this thing outside and... You all can get a good laugh out of a guy going through menopause like me, reliving his childhood in his driveway. Ready? Let's go crack this clamshell open. Now, how is an unboxing going to work on a podcast when you can't see what I'm doing and what I'm looking at? Very good question. I'm going to be narrating over the top of the unboxing and describing what I'm doing and what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. And if you'd like to watch the video of it, just head over to dandyfunhouse.com. Got it? All right. <laughs> so here we are at the Dandy Funhouse kitchen table, the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. That is something, isn't it? Right off the bat, I can tell that uh, Evil's head looks pretty small in that helmet over there. So let's have a look and see what we got here. Here's the side. Oh, good retro, retro imaging on the side. I'm liking that. Evil Knievel helmet, posable figure, energizer launcher, and a motorcycle. And here's all the instructions, assembly labels, energizing the cycle, seating the figure, doing jumps. Heck yeah. And then here's various tricks it says you can do. Ooh, headstands and whatnot. Well, let's open it up. I did already pop the tape on this, as you can tell. Otherwise, you'd have to sit here and watch me picking tape off the box, and that wouldn't be any fun. So what we got first here? This appears to be the base of the Energizer. 
pretty much like I remember it from being from when I was a kid. Evil Knievel Ideal. Ooh. Because that was a company that used to make it. And here's the top of the Energizer. And you just snap these two together. And I don't think there's much to it. Just, it just looks like you just snap them together like, like so. Should just go. To and I am struggling to put the two halves of the Energizer <laughs> take together. Me a second. It's a snap together type of deal. And the Energizer is the apparatus that you put the motorcycle into, and then you crank a little handle and get it going really fast, and you build up inertia inside the motorcycle's internal gears, which then propels it forward. Well, that's a little tough. I might have to work on that for. A hot minute here. Oh, there it is. All right. First part is assembled. And I will tell you, the Energizer feels pretty lightweight. Very lightweight plastic. I can't really remember if the original was this lightweight. Um, it's got, got great labeling, great retro. It looks just like the original from when I was a kid. I will say, eh, the plastic's pretty light and it feels kind of cheapy plastic. I'm not going to lie to you about that, as excited as I am about this. Uh, let's keep going here. What's in here? We've got nothing else in the main box here. So we'll set that aside. And we have a white box in here with some stuff. I got to guess... Everything else must be in here. Ah. The man himself, Evil Knievel. Oh, good. They put some breathing holes in here for him. Let's, uh, let's have a look at him. And I am unwrapping a 7-inch tall Evil Knievel action figure from its plastic wrapping. All right. Well, I got to tell you. They did the man justice. His his head's kind of bobbly, kind of wobbly-bobbly. That's probably a good thing because his head's going to take a lot of knocks. If it were too uh, stiff, it probably, uh, <laughs> you know, probably good that it's got some give. He's got like a kung fu grip <laughs> on his hands. Uh, he's bendable. Yes, he's bendable. Posable and bendable. That's good. I think that's going to be very... Very important for Mr. Knievel here, but they really did a good job on him. Check the sideburns. His face really looks like the guy. All right. Well, Evil, let's, uh, let's have, let you have a, look, have a seat right there while we uh, unbox the rest of this. If you can, sit right there. Right, well, lay right there. Uh, here's the helmet. Now, I've heard chatter about the helmet not fitting very good on the interwebs. And uh, let's have a look at this helmet here. Oh, it's it's pliable, which is a good thing. That means the thing's not going to break. And uh, I've heard that it fits very loosey-goosey on his head. And it pops off all the time. And I will tell you, that is, a f that is true. Look at that. 
And what I'm doing right now is I'm taking the full face helmet and I am sliding it on and off of Evil Knievel's head with absolutely no effort at all. It is just sliding on and off as if it's nothing at all. That thing's going to do nothing but fly off his head. I'm going to probably have to uh, stuff some foam in there or something. Get some like uh, Gorilla Glue mounting pads and stick them in there to make it like fit him a little better. But uh, yeah, okay, enough of that. You're evil. There, that's a good spot for you. And the bike. Oh, look at this. This bike is black. Let's throw that box over there and let's check this out. Wow. I thought this was going to be some thin little bike, uh, but no, this, this is beefy. I got to tell you, it's got some weight to it. I mean, the outside, you know, it, I mean, it's plastic. Come on, let's not overdo it here. Uh, the handlebars are very pliable, which is good. I've heard complaints about handlebars breaking off. Um, that might not be this model of bike. There's a few different models of bike, and look, the... The front wheel is kind of, uh, has some give to it. That's good. Uh, you see the back axle right here. I've heard that you can uh, put drops of grease in there for it. And then, oh baby. I'm a little worried that this stuff might break, but overall this thing feels pretty good. Awesome. Well, I gotta tell you, there's not much more I can say right here. Uh, that's the unboxing and uh, well, there you have it. That's everything in the box. Oh, look, his helmet just kind of his helmet just kind of spins around on him. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do something about that. That's gonna require a mod, uh, and I think I am gonna do a little mod before I take this guy out into the driveway and make him do unspeakable acts. You guys ready to go crank this bike up all the way here? I thought you were. Let's go do it. But before we go out there, let me show you how I uh, got this helmet to fit on right. Got a little bit of foam here, a little bit of tape here. This is actually gaffer's tape, so it's a cloth-based tape, not plastic. And just cut little uh, strips out of it and uh, put them in there and then taped up. So what I've done here is I've cut some small pieces of spongy foam and... I've placed them inside the helmet, then taken some black gaffer's tape, which is fabric-based, and gone over the top of the foam and stuck it down inside the helmet with that. Should you have to do this? No. Do you have to do this? Yes. California Creations, I hope you're hearing me and uh, everybody else who has this toy make this helmet fit. But now it does, and he is ready to rock. I have set up a ramp made of a cutting board and some Campbell soup cans. It's pretty much what I have. I mean, what do you want from me? I already went out and bought a hoodie and I made this stupid helmet. So, And because I know you're listening to the podcast and can't actually see what's going on, I am wearing an Evil Knievel hoodie, which I got from China, who makes all their stuff about four sizes too small. So it's really ridiculously tight on me. And I also got 
a bicycle helmet, a foam bicycle helmet from Five Below store, and I used some blue and red and white tape and uh, sort of made it with the bling colors of Evil Knievel with stars all over it, and it looks really silly, and you should go to the website and see it and have a good laugh. Got Evil ready to go here. My phone mount. Attach that here. Watch out, Emma Lou. That's the dandy dog. Emma, you really don't want to be... Ah, of course. And what you're going to hear now is me cranking up the Energizer with the bike and trying to make it jump over this cutting board I've got fashioned into a ramp by leaning it up against some Campbell chicken noodle soup cans. And my dog, Emma Lou, the dandy dog, uh, has come over and licked the cutting board. I guess there was something on it, and she made the whole thing fall down. I was like, you hear me go, oh, of course. And then I set it back up, and then I try several times inside the house to make it jump this cutting board, and I'm just failing on every level, and I keep trying it a few times, and you'll hear the fail sound, and then I do eventually have some success, and I at least get it to jump over the cutting board, kitchen cutting board ramp. Watch out, Emma. It's a beautiful day here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where the seven inch evil Knievel is going to attempt to jump the Dandy Canyon. And it looks like our daredevil is at the top of the ramp and surveying the certain doom that lies below should he fail to make it. And it looks like he is going to go for it. And it's cranking up. He's off. And over. He has made it. Sort of. And evil appears to be down. Medics are on their way. And he is being hand lifted. And I think he'll be spending some time in the recovery ward. But there you have it, folks. Evil Knievel has successfully jumped the Dandy Canyon! The reissue of the Evil Knievel Stunt Cycle by California Creations. I gotta say, overall, they did a pretty good job on it. Uh, but as you can see, look at his head there. See how his head's just like a bobblehead? Well, when you're cranking the Energizer, this thing vibrates around and turns around and starts looking at you like Linda Blair. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's got to be fixed. I'll I'll stick something down his neck and give it a little more tension so that, you know. And uh, the fact that you have to make a mod on the helmet to get it to stay on, 
that's not so great and also if you look at the bike here here's uh, my last little complaint here see these various pegs right there and then also right here on the seat there's a thing with pegs in it well my understanding is that those things are places where you plant evil's feet so that he can do various poses and tricks and stunts and things and but if you notice there's no holes in his feet not on the inside, nowhere. So if you want those, you gotta drill them yourself. I think that was an oversight. I think they're supposed to be there, but somebody somewhere decided to cut a corner. And I'm going to have to stop and interject myself here. It's been pointed out to me after I published the video of this by some people in an evil Knievel internet group that the pegs that are on a thing that kind of flips up and over the seat, they are not actually for mounting the feet. Nobody has given me an explanation for exactly what these pegs are for, but the thing that flips up over the seat, um, you're supposed to tuck Evil's feet underneath it so that he can stand. Um, now the pegs on the side of the bike, I have no idea what they are for and nobody has given me an explanation. So if you know what the heck those things are for, send me a note through dandyfunhouse.com and enlighten me because I'm really confused. But I want to be fair and sort of correct the criticism I gave to California Creation about these pegs and there not being any holes in the feet because apparently there's not supposed to be holes in the feet and I did goof in that aspect. All right. Back to the show. Uh, but overall, the bike's well made. Evil, uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't break when you make him do stunts and things like that. But there's a few mods you got to make in order to uh, use this the way it's supposed to be used. And uh, with this thing coming in right now at around forty-five dollars, I do think they should have paid a little more attention and did that right. But they they got the bike really right. This thing. This thing's solid. But anyway, let's head back into the Dandy Studios for the final thoughts. What do you say? And here we are back in the Dandy Funhouse Studios. Now, you might have noticed that while I was successful at getting Evil to jump the ramp, I didn't achieve massive hang time or anything like that. Was it me, the bike, the ramp? I'm not really sure. I've been seeing videos of people on the internet jumping these bikes almost 20 feet in some cases. They seem to have spent some time figuring out just the right way to angle the ramps, how far back from the ramp to go to let the bike get up to the optimal inertia, just the right method of cranking the energizer, uh, known as hyper cranking. And also there are a few different styles of bikes that may possibly play into the results that, uh, that I achieved. So without further ado, I think it's time to rank this Evil Knievel stunt cycle on a scale of one to 10 dandies. First, let's give California Creation some props for even doing this. Many people today don't even know who Evil Knievel was, so I've got to imagine this was a bit of a risky proposition to even invest in at all. So I'm going to award a few points there. A few more for the quality of the bike and the durability of both the bike and the action figure that actually looks like the real Evil Knievel! Come on now, a few more for the awesome packaging. <laughs> now I've got to subtract some, however, for the wobbly-bobbly head. 
the ill-fitting helmet and the lack of mounting holes in the feet making various posing pins on the bike of absolutely no use. I could also not get the action figure to sit all the way down on the bike to save my life. Maybe after he gets broken in a little more and bent up and stuff. Also, the Energizer is very lightweight plastic. And the entire time, I felt like I was going to break this thing. Both while I was assembling it and while I was using it. But it did, in fact, hold up. Now, I want them to make a good profit on this, and they should. But at the price point of $45, which is what it was at the time I received it, I don't expect the world, but a little more attention to the way things work and fit together, I don't think is too much to ask. So with all this, on a scale of 1 to 10 dandies, I'm going to be generous in spite of my critiques and give this a solid 7. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Dandy Funhouse. Another adventure will be zooming around the corner soon. So be sure to like, subscribe, and all that stuff. And there are various ways to support the production of future episodes via the patronage links in the show notes, description, comments, or at dandyfunhouse.com, depending on how you're frivolitizing with us today. So long, and remember, in every day and every way, keep everything fun and dandy. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Dandy Funhouse and wish to support future productions, look for the Funhouse supporter links in the description, comments, or show notes to contribute via your favorite method. Or just visit dandyfunhouse.com. Supporters gain access to exclusive bonus material for the episode they are contributing to, and Funhouse super supporters get special prizes. Thank you for being a part of the Dandy Funhouse, where everything is always fun and dandy.